What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the A Show with the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcasts. I am Justin, here with Meals. What's going on, Meals? Hey, man. Just here being a, I don't know, rich baby daddy. Is that what yeah. we're doing now? Yeah, that's what we're doing, baby. We toxic in here, baby. <laughs> in this post-Drake universe, this post-for-all-the-dogs universe, we're here. Um, I just have to say... I tasted a prebiotic soda. Prebiotic or probiotic? <laughs> prebiotic. What is the prebiotic from probiotic? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. It says prebiotic right on the can, so I'm not prebiotic versus. This, is this going to be like flammable versus inflammable type of thing? Uh, um, yeah, it might be. Probiotic are food supplements that contain. Um, Live microorganisms intended to maintain or improve good bacteria in the body. Prebiotics are foods that act as food for human micro. All right, this doesn't. I need like the seventh grade description. Um, <laughs> you drinking some wild shit just to just to stay buff? Let me tell you, there ain't no buff here. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> the buff is uh, the stuff and the buff gone. Um, Bills is a is a wrap. What happened? No, I just haven't. I mean, I run, but I haven't gone to the gym and like I haven't actively gone to. I haven't actively like actively actively been in the gym consistently since like before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Like usually, I'll go and then it'll be like okay, I'll do this, and then like three weeks later, something will turn up. I need to watch some kid or um, work will ramp up or something along those lines, and I just fall off and don't want to do it again. And then also, I like running. I find running way more of a challenging than lifting up heavy shit and putting it down mm-hmm. um, because I'm not good at running, but I'm good at lifting up heavy shit and putting it down. <laughs> so I like to challenge myself with runs more, but now that it's getting colder, um, I'm going to take my workouts back to the gym instead of mm-hmm. running. And then maybe in the summer I'll get back on my run shit heavy again um, just to challenge myself more. But yeah, I'm definitely not buff, but this, listen, but, Back to what I was saying, prebiotic soda, not bad. Is twenty five like calories, like carbonated. It is carbonated, twenty five calories, five grams of sugar, which is a big, big plus. Um, because most soda, American soda, not your Japanese soda that you've learned to love, um, but most American sodas have at least like thirty seven grams of sugar in it. Some some crazy amount where they pour in like you pour 37 grams of sugar in the, into a cup and they're like this is the soda you drink every day and i'm like damn delicious <laughs> but yeah nah this is it's valid there's only a couple brands that are prebiotic sodas i'm drinking poppy p-o-p-p-i um not the not the artist who uh always shows up on nxt which we're, we're gonna talk a little bit about nxt today. we'll definitely talk about it <laughs> We got plenty to talk about this week. I mean, the show hasn't happened yet, but we can. <laughs> we still gonna talk about it. You're like um, away from D Day. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, where do we stand? You know, this is it's gonna be an interesting conversation. But anyway, it says infused with apple cider vinegar, uh-huh. prebiotics for a healthy gut, an immunity sidekick, and a natural caffeine. And you know what? The orange one tasted orangey. It didn't taste like orange soda because obviously there wasn't this like concentrated sugar rush shit that you get from orange soda, but it still tasted like orange. So, albeit more expensive than regular soda, it might be the wave. 
Where can I find it? Where can I find this at? It sounds like this is an ad, by the way. Target. I think you can get it at Target. I'm pretty sure you can get it on Target. It's definitely on Amazon too, but I'm pretty sure you get it at Target. Do you guys have Targets? Yes, man. What? Okay. All right. <laughs> Come on. Y'all got Walmarts and shit, right? That is you the have? biggest. We have both. That, that, that okay. is the biggest. I don't. I don't have Walmart. <laughs> That, that is like the, the, the craziest thing is the do you have this in California talk. Like it, it is just the most insane thing. Like, yes, we have everything. Like Mark was out here uh last week. Okay. And uh he was he was staying with me for a week and uh we were driving and he was like, Oh, I that was Carl's Jr. I never had Carl's Jr. before. And I was like, it's just Hardee's. <laughs> I was like, it's, it's literally just Hardee's. It's Hardee's with do burgers. I, do we have Hardee's over here? Um well, I mean, like a southern kind of like mid-south type thing also so like the the carl's jr in the west coast they don't have the chicken and they don't have like that breakfast menu that you have at hardy's um and, and obviously this is completely a, you're oblivious to this meals because i don't think you have hardy's regardless no of, we don't we don't have hardy's but <laughs> it's a, it it's a southern chain that kind of is on the west coast as well but the west coast version uh has like burritos and tacos and burgers and like mm. sandwiches and stuff and the southern one has like these bomb ass cinnamon raisin biscuits. And anyone who's listening to this from the south, you know about these. If you're on the if you're on the Patreon, leave a comment because I miss those so fucking much. And they had like the the fucking frosting on it, so amazing. But it's just funny that people, like from region to region, people are like, do you have this? It's like oh, I'm like we pretty much have like the universal like everything that you guys have minus like White Castle, I think, and Crystal. Yeah, you're not missing. I'm not missing anything with White Castle. What did we have? What did just came up in New York that I'm pretty sure you guys had that we never have? What's that? Um, is it Vietnamese? Jojo B? Jojo? Oh, oh, Jolly B. Jolly B. There we go. Filipino, by the way. Not. Oh, Vietnamese. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I was watching a TikTok that said something with Vietnamese the other day, the, um, like ten minutes ago. Um, we just got one of those, but they put it in the worst place possible, so I will never eat there. <laughs> <laughs> they put it in Times Square, and I'm just oh, like, yeah. what? Well, Jolly Bee is actually like not that expensive, so it's kind of interesting that you're probably gonna have to pay twenty four dollars for a three piece in Times Square. Yeah, nah, both locations are in. The, they have, apparently they have two locations now, and they're both in Times Square. Like, it's kind of nuts. Like, I'm never gonna eat in Times Square. Like, you'll never catch me sitting down and eating in Times Square. Like, yeah. it's just not possible. I hate Times Square. Um, uh. I, I'm not fond of it either, but that's because like my anxiety goes crazy when I'm out there. Yeah, nah, it's not. There's too many people kind of get out the way. I work, I guess, in Times Square. So when I go out to lunch, it's like, got to go through mad people, get my lunch, walk all the way back. I'm like, this is not lit at all. This is mm-hmm. not the wave at all. But you know what? It is what it is. Um, but yeah, prebiotic soda, man. Get your try it out at least. We gotta do, we still gotta do the soda taste test thing, but um I would love to do that on like a Saturday where I don't have to like work or like I could just tweak out afterwards and sure. we do the soda taste test, like maybe like early afternoon so that I can come down and like go to sleep, not too late. Um yeah, like maybe like holiday season. If Jules can provide a list of sodas, I will trust Jules, who's in our Discord. Yeah. Shout out to you. Yeah. Um, Jules. I would, if you can provide the list of sodas, like just give us the list. 
and don't like throw it in discord and leave it forever like actually like prepare a list send it to me and justin i can find anything that we find i will definitely do it and maybe we, you know maybe jules can come on too but i will definitely like to do our soda we've been yeah we've been trying to since we killed ourselves with actual chips and shit um we've been trying to do that but it is what it is uh you know that's just how i'm living is anything new with you uh yeah we're uh i want to i want to send a shout out to everybody that that listened to and and loved our amp show black print radio on amp um we were a little non-committal last week because we were still kind of getting the details of like what was going on with us um as far as our show and um yeah we're gonna have a final episode meals on the 25th on the 25th yeah wow so we're not we're not obligated to do the show so obviously there won't be a show for the next two weeks because we're not obligated to do so um but i do want to bring everybody out and tell everybody that did listen or didn't listen you know to pull up on the 25th we're going to try and have every you know almost every guest and we're going to pull up fans and we're probably going to go long on, on this episode I'm not going to lie but we're going to have our final episode on the 25th but just want to say thank you to everybody that's ever showed support and you know that's ever listened to black print radio and shout out to all the people who worked on amp because back when it released i thought it was an amazing idea i guess the unfortunate part of it is that when the pandemic kind of like slipped off just kind of like uh you know it, it just didn't become what it was but i still think it had amazing content between you guys um shout out to donnie smooth who does his he did his wine wednesdays on there as well with like counter program with you guys so i would barely be able to listen to him but um it had a lot of great creators and stuff like that and like this once in the where you can actually become like that like as someone both you and i have worked in radio college radio before mm-hmm. like this was like the solution that back when we were there we would have loved to have this yeah and maybe it became maybe it came too late maybe it came too early but still it was like an amazing concept and shout out to all the people who were working on it and you know and like you guys who were very consistent with it like you know i applaud consistency multiple podcasts i'm gonna make sure that it's consistent i'm gonna make sure it's consistent (laughs) absolutely so i applaud the consistency and the work that you guys have done and i look forward to um listening to more episodes of black print because the podcast isn't going away (laughs) no podcast is not going away but um we we got some other things we're planning okay and uh you know it's a uh it's, it's something we're working on right now so uh, make sure you stay tuned us and uh, thank you guys for listening. And uh, yeah, that's, that's all I, that's all that's been going on. I, I'm, okay. I'm firmly ready for the fall, but California is not letting me. It's 90 degrees all week. So, you know, no, nah, it's, it's very much 50 something degrees, 60 degrees here. It is fold up. You know what I'm saying? I had a final my hoodies. I need more hoodies, man. But the, even the, I need more hoodies. That's what I need. I, I think I, I have too many. Wow. I have too many. An embarrassment of riches. Yeah. I had, to give, I had to give some away to my um my good friend uh Jen this week. She took a lot of my hoodies, so sorry. Sorry, Mills. You're too buff. You'd rip the hoodies that I no, have. No, well you can give them my be I give it to my niece. My niece loves hoodies. Like I would give them all to my niece. I all my hoodies that are too small for me, I give them to her anyway because she kids love wearing hoodies. I think it's a um I think it's a coping mechanism 
to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they wear it for style. I think they wear it to be in feel like a turtle in a shell. Um, <laughs> because I, I think everybody like kind of feels like that, you know. And I, your your nieces are like teen teenagers, right? Yeah, 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 she's fourteen. Yeah, that's like the that's like the look. I feel like that that look has never changed, right? Like everyone loves to wear them, like you said, because they want to feel like they're like a turtle in a shell. But also, it's right. like comfort. Like people be like, remember you used to put your like your hands in the sleeves, and yeah, this like whip the the, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like whip the sleeves around. Right, right. No, nah, I still do that, but I feel like so it was because when I went to um when I went to the school last year, like my niece is very particular. She needs a hoodie every day. Like, that's why I mean, it's kind of outrageous now. Every day, like the rotation every day, it's part of her things. If she doesn't have a hoodie, she does not want to go. But, which is a problem. But I was talking to the officials and they're like, yeah, I think we're going to ban hoodies next year because the kids are just kind of, (laughs) they're like taking it to another level. Like they weren't wearing their actual uniform because we allow them to wear hoodies. (laughs) And now it's like, a whole thing, yeah. It, I thought it was, but I also I was like, I understand because it's kind of like every. I'm like, bro, I love you guys. A crew neck or something, you know what I'm saying? Let's let's vary up the options. But hoodies are hoodies, man. Can beat a good hoodie. I'm getting into crew necks. I, one one thing I thought was interesting in Japan is that people will wear crew necks of like states that they've never been to. Like I saw somebody wearing a, a St. Louis crew neck. <laughs> like ohio state crew necks and i was like yo they they like anything they can make anything stylish out there. that shit must be fly they were like st louis nelly yeah pretty much. like nelly <laughs> you know they really they they in tune they really in tune like people don't realize like they they are tapped in with whatever we're doing out here for sure hey, hey man i'm not surprised if you got any listeners from japan you know what i'm saying hit us up we should do um, more um do more uh new japan maybe they'll we'll get more listeners that way <laughs> it'll be just me and, and Chris. <laughs> but uh <laughs> hey man i want to we got a lot to talk about today obviously is super tuesday i want to i want to review the the offerings for super tuesday okay um, i know that uh cyrus and kwan will be talking about the shows at length uh obviously we, we do in the preview they'll do the post view essentially yes. yeah that's, that's kind of how it's gonna work out that's what i was getting at yeah well we're we we have the the um we have the opportunity to record before this actually happens and they're going to be able to tap in right afterward. But before we get into that, WWE Fastlane, a, uh, a C show that felt like a B plus show in a lot of ways to me. Mm. Like it felt like uh upgraded super show. Now I'm not saying this in a bad way. I, I thought okay. that for a Saturday show where you could just like have it on and I'm doing other stuff in the background, just having it on. Like I thought that it fulfilled its purpose. I think this is going to go down as one of those pay-per-views or like, I forgot this happened, but this is an enjoyable watch. <laughs> nonetheless. Like, you know what I'm saying? I think like, besides like two things that happen and probably like the main event and the opener. Yes, for sure. We're going to look back a year from now. And it was like, John Cena was tagging with who? <laughs> I hope. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> like, I really hope. with that nigga. Damn, you sound bad. <laughs> he got down. Curtains working with the Miz. Anyway, <laughs> I gotta shout out the Miz for for being so malleable. And um, it was his birthday too. He's forty three years old now. 
Shout out to him. Happy birthday, Miz. But I, I got to applaud him for being so malleable in the role that he's in and not really complaining about it because somehow the Miz always rises to the top. Like he, yeah. he will always find himself back in the main event in some way, shape or form. And he knows that, you know, it, it might not be my time right now, but it's going to be my time soon. And like you could see like a lot of performers get really frustrated with like not having a match every week or not having a real solid program. But like sometimes Miz, they go to AEW, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but Miz is like consistent in that, like he actually makes a lot of things work. And I could like I see him being a lifer off of that alone. I think he's very secure with his role. And I think a large part of it is while he does love wrestling, it, it's weird. It's it's like the dichotomy of like when you love wrestling, you're very, very passionate about it. And that's usually when all these kind of like emotions go up. And while he does love wrestling, I do believe he knows that there's things more bigger than wrestling that's out there. Um, so it's not his, his, um, his identity isn't completely grounded in wrestling, especially considering he came from reality TV. He still does reality TV. He has a great family. He has great things that he's invested in. He knocks down houses and builds them back up and then sell them to you know people. He has a lot of things that he does, so he's not necessarily grounded in wrestling. So he his whole identity isn't you know grounded in this shit. Yeah. So, and then also he kind of like knows what role he fulfills on the show. And he yeah. knows that he does it well. And he's been told he does it well. So, yeah, shout I'm out to Miz, man. I'm, I'm glad you brought it up. Shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving your boy his flowers. I'm giving him his flowers. I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate I, that. I, I would imagine that you, I hope you get one of my faves their flowers one day. Shinsuke had a great match. <laughs> <laughs> Shinsuke did the damn thing. You know what I'm saying? He did them knees. I said, "Yeah, he ain't working for another four weeks." <laughs> <laughs> he gave the, he gave the saddest. We're gonna talk about this later on the Patreon thing, but he gave the saddest GTS I've ever seen in my life. But go I think ahead. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but listen, man, I thought it was a really solid show. I think the biggest news coming out of it is Cody and Jay winning the tag titles. I have to say that even with the pause, I guess on the bloodline thing. Uh, I guess too tough, like the the bigger kind of wider. Uh, this is like the side story, like the the Gaiden of the Bloodline saga, where mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're trying to integrate Cody back in in some way, shape, or form, and you have Jay here. And I, I want to get your thoughts. And I, of course, we're going to talk about the show later on the the decision to kind of pull the trigger and have Cody his his first championship since coming back be the the tag titles. Sorry. Um, it's interesting, you know, but I think I think it's all part of the story. I think this is a, and, and I think it's an interesting way. I don't think this was actually planned, but I do think it's all part of the story nonetheless. And it's a great. It incorporates Cody into a bigger picture that I think Sami Zayn occupied for a long time. Um. It gives him an end with the kind of like the bloodline family, even though he's not totally in, but it gives him like, when this comes back around, I think this is going to give him a different angle to kind of look at it at if this does come back around at WrestleMania. But I thought it was a great moment, um, press conference, great moment. Mm -hmm. Um, And to be honest, 
he was working both shows anyway. <laughs> yeah. He was working like dark matches on SmackDown nonetheless and stuff like that. He's one of the hardest working people in the business. He just is. Mm-hmm. I, I think he takes it from the school of the Miz thing and doesn't really say no. If there's an opportunity, he's seizing it. You know what I'm saying? And this gives him the opportunity to be on SmackDown. Even if this reign doesn't last for a long time, it gives him the opportunity. Roman is on SmackDown this Friday. He can be on SmackDown this Friday. Hey. I think they, they got to do it at some point. I, I think that the... The moment that they do the stare down uh, meals is that's the moment, right? That's the holy shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. that's the, oh, they're gonna they're gonna run it because these two haven't seen each other since April. You know what I mean? And and you know he got pushed back down, and you know we'll talk about it on the show. But um, of course I, he'll get. I think he'll get. I think he'll get side things. Like someone will come up and pop out the way, and he'll get sidetracked again. But it's all part of the story. Yeah. Um. You mentioned the press conference. <laughs> mm. Pretty lengthy press conference, I will say, this time. Usually they're about 45 minutes. This one was kind of like there were a lot, there was a lot of talent on the ones uh on, on the fast lane uh press conference this time around. But um I didn't get a chance to watch all of it, but I watched certain clips of it. And what are, what is your thought process around doing these and continuing to do these pretty scrums and press conferences? Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie. A lot of these seem really masturbatory, and I think that a lot of people that go to these don't often come prepared. And I don't care what they say on Twitter about they didn't get an opportunity to do whatever, whatever, whatever. One person's not gonna make up for the ten, you know, twelve bad questions that they get throughout the hour that they do these. I like one. Yes, I do think it is self masturbatory. Um, but also, I do believe that this is an opportunity. I think there's more face to like giving a face to the company and at least these superstars and a lot of the things that happen. And I think they realize, like, for instance, with the NBA or NFL, like these things can help build up entities within the company. Give them a face, give them a, um, some, you know, pull quotes that you can grab from, give them some that these people are actually people and they value things. And I'm not sure where all this press actually goes, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, I haven't seen any article on wrestlingnews.net or wherever the hell they think building off of these quotes, but maybe that it's all really just part of show. Um, but the I'm I get the publications they bring there, but some of these questions are kind of bad. Be real. Yeah. And, I was gonna say be real. <laughs> some of these questions are kind of bad. And um I love how AEW fans were like, yo, you guys I was like, we're not making this a tribalism thing about scrums and questions. But they did, but they did. They found a way to do it. They found it's a way so to do weird. It. It's so weird because all to be honest with you, there are very few questions between this scrum and this press conference that I actually do find good. Um and people asking legit questions. Um, there are a handful of good questions in this one, but I think there are more good answers, even with terrible questions, um, which I'll give the superstars a lot of credit for. I think uh, John Cena, I'm sure LA Knight would have loved to spoken more, but John Cena answered a lot of questions, especially like, hey, you know, if the strike is over, I'm pretty much being sucked back into my world because I can't have people, you know, 
on my watch being out of jobs because I wanted to continue this wrestling dream for a couple more weeks. Um, Cody and Jey Uso seem to have a great time with it. Um, Triple H did Triple H thing. And of course, EO Bailey and Dakota. Um, But we got to re like, I think they need to revisit who they bring there. Yeah. I think we need a rotation at least. I think there needs to be a rotation. I think they need to look at some other, some better publications. I don't understand why, like, for instance, I'd never hear anything about Sports Illustrated being there. They report <laughs> on WWE all the time. Yeah. I never hear anything about Forbes being there. They report on WWE all the time. You want real reporters there. You want real reporters to be on the show. Yeah. That's- get the, the you, they, they're working with the ringer. I know they, um, a lot, they get a lot of podcast guests over there. But it would be great to see Cal or Brian or any of those people like over there, like real journalists who ask real questions and who do the work, put the pen to the paper, put the voice to the mics and actually they're asking questions um, as opposed to these people who play the role of journalists, um, say that they're journalists and then ask questions like. I don't know, the Taylor Swift question was dumb. It was that's what I was gonna get at, like, and then I didn't, like, I, on, I see yeah, why like, he did it, but it was dumb. Wrong audience. I I feel. I mean, honestly, NFL probably the wrong audience too. But they they, they find an, <laughs> they're finding a way there too. You know, what I mean, they're getting tired of that sh- that shit too. But like, it's just that was just disastrous. And and I shout out to EO for being a good sport and also kind of like t- poking fun at it on online as, as well. But um. I mean, speaking of EO, wow, they see a lot in her. This ain't just the you, you said it last week. This ain't just the money in the bank run. She she's had a title for a while. <laughs> Amen. No, I mean, I thought it I still think it is kind of a money in the bank run, but I think this win was monumental and kind of changing that around. I think yeah. a, a win over Charlotte Flair, um, pinning Charlotte Flair in a triple threat match kind of like solidifies this as an actual run. Um, because I legitimately thought I was like, okay, it's over. It's over, over. You know what I'm saying? And it still might be, but she's doing a great job, and I love that they have her. They don't let usually a lot of talent who English isn't their first language do really any press. Yeah. Um, but she's out there, and this isn't her first time, and she's doing it, and she's killing it. So notice I'm that she does. She does a lot of. Um, she does a lot of Japanese press. A lot of it. Like it looks like she's out there every other week doing press. Mm-hmm. For, for Japanese outlets. And I think that's a different way that they're portraying this world's women's champion, right? Like same with Rhea, who's constantly worldwide going going on press, uh, was in Australia doing press and all of that. Like, I, I think that it, the way they're portraying their women's champions and their global women's champions is is, is quite a boon to what they did with um what they're, what they're doing with, with, with the company now. And you saw them do the same with Bianca before. Um, she, you know, took a break. She was doing press everywhere. She's still doing work, even though she's. <laughs> do you see her football ad on Instagram? Like all types. Yeah, of stuff. yeah, yeah. she's still recording shit. Like she can't get. They can't. God bless her. <laughs> <laughs> she's good, man. She's 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 a worker, and I think that every every woman there kind of has to step their game up that much more to get to the type of press that Bianca was doing in twenty twenty two twenty three. I'm sure they want to. I think they, um, I think everyone knows the companies behind Bianca and stuff like that. I think 
But I think all the other women want the same opportunity. Well, actually, no, I don't actually agree with that. There's there are two mindsets kind of going into WWE, and I think people like Bianca and Jade and stuff. Not saying that they're the only black women, but I think people see things bigger than wrestling. And then some people really just want to be like really just known wrestlers. Yeah. So. I think if your aspirations lie beyond that, like for instance, like Liv, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Liv, she'll do a movie. She's doing press. She's doing. She's kind of like everywhere. Um, Barbie premiere, et cetera, et cetera. Like she's someone who I think wants to do things just beyond a squared circle, and they give her the opportunity to. Um, and then there are others who are just like maybe they're like the Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwells and Bailey's who are like very content with just being wrestlers. And I think that's kind of like what they do. So I think everybody's got their own like, you know, zhuzh in terms of how they handle this thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I, I think that uh, just just the portrayal of that and, and this just being like really more global than ever with with the Endeavor signing or the Endeavor uh, merger, rather, um, it says a lot. It says a lot. And and again, EO's story is just being created. I, I feel as though Mila's the real story with her doesn't actually happen until she loses that title. I, I, I think when, when she loses that title, that's when the real story happens. And you have the story of her regaining it. Um, but we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But uh, I guess we got to talk about your boy, Edge. Hey. In AEW. Mr. Oh, go sorry. fuck yourself. Adam, ha, ha, ha. Adam, <laughs> cope. Cope. He just, he debuted on. He debuted on Dynamite last week. Um, Dynamite. Into the numbers. <laughs> I I have to. We have to. Okay. We literally have to get into the numbers. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> before we before we lead into Super Tuesday here, but Edge debuts. I went on the Discord. What was it? Wednesday afternoon, late, late Wednesday afternoon. Yeah. Someone I know just, what I was doing when the news came out. I was actually, was like, b- <laughs> believe it or not, I was with Donnie. Shout out to our social media, Donnie. I was with him when the news came out. That is, is an interesting uh, tidbit, but shout out to Donnie. Free Donnie. Um, Edge's, Edge's debut on AEW was on an episode that did 800K viewers. Flat. The lowest flat 800 Meanwhile, NXT did 857K for a really good episode. I would say that the run that NXT is on is rivaling, in my opinion, is rivaling some of the black and gold stuff. Some of the best episodes of black and gold. And let's be clear, black and gold TV was not always good. No, it it wasn't. It was taped. (laughs) It was a lot of squashes. Uh, It it was a lot of you didn't get anything until they were actually building towards a pay-per-view. Yeah. Like a lot of the times, like there would be, we would, people don't remember like black and back in the black and gold days, we'd go, we'd look at the spoilers and it's like I'll two weeks. Of, yeah. <laughs> two weeks of this, like, oh, okay. They're promoting, um, Kona Reeves. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then once we hear that a takeover was announced, then we see, oh, DIY is here and Alistair Black and Ricochet and blah, 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 blah. Like, it, you know, it would be skippable a lot of times. You just zoom through it on the network. Yeah, pretty much. I I will say that it it is. It, it it's it's become and I'll say my NXT you know thoughts for later. But it it's become a a show that that's far more than just watchable, but it's become bankable. 
Mm. And it 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 is it did a nearly nine hundred thousand last week. And I think that people are getting invested in these characters in a way that they're not with AEW. But we're talking about Adam Copeland here, right? He gets out I, there. I wanted, to, I wanted to make a point about NXT, but I'll, I'll I'll save it for when we talk about Super Tuesday. But um, what are your thoughts on on really just the way that the perception of these numbers look for for Adam Cole in general? I I, I think that when Adam you, Copeland or Adam, yeah, whatever. I said Cole, didn't I? <laughs> You said Cole. There's too many Adams with C's and P's in their name out here. Um, A couple Adams. He debuts to a 20-minute promo, almost, that goes overrun with Christian coming out, with all of the the history and the talking, and he got to do... He definitely got to do his Adam Copeland thing, Mills. He he did what he he loves to do and what he loved to do in WWE. Um, Be a humble humility, humble humility, all that other shit like that. But he's ready for action. What 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 are your thoughts on 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 this first week and the perception of this first week and how how that's moving? So I'll start with the actual content itself. I'm personally I like the the go fuck yourself. I thought that was. I think you needed something short, sweet, and impactful and to the point. And I don't think you would have gotten it with if you had pushed it back a little bit more it wouldn't have hit as hard and if you you know if they'd gone normally in this instance aew likes to do things where they like just they'll just start a brawl people just start fighting um and it's it's good that they kind of like held back on that and i attribute a lot of that to edge and christian i'm gonna call him edge i don't give a fuck i'm not gonna mess it up like you (laughs) but i'm gonna call him edge um however the perception is it's a bad perception because they just signed someone paid them a bunch of money. Yeah. And the only true narrative coming out of Wednesday is like, man, he's no CM Punk. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm pretty sure he'll be better for the community. Like he's not going to start punching people out backstage, but I think a lot of it isn't a draw. I think a lot of it is, and, and this kind of links to the Super Tuesday conversation, that, like, we just saw him on TV. It's not like fans had a chance to miss him. No one misses him. I, he, We just saw him. He played the Jay-Z, I'm about to retire, psych. And then he's back on TV. But I think a lot of AEW fans are disingenuous because they don't really like Edge. Not that no. they... <laughs> Not that they don't clamor for Edge, which is like, I he's a contributing factor to the show, and he can only bring good things to the show, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. He takes up time, which is going to be interesting for a lot of the younger cats that they have here, especially moving into 2024, when a lot of contracts are going to be in limbo. But um, I think he's not a... I equated, while Kenny Omega and Edge could be good, this isn't a match anyone's asking for. <laughs> this is, is a match Edge is asking for. Is that what you want to see? Is that, is yeah. that see? Could you live without it? I could. I, I don't, like, I, I think I, most people could. I think the, the, oh, of him taking a one-winged angel or a knee to the face is just. It's not there anymore. Because, again, like you said, we just saw him. And we've saw arguably the best of him. And 
now he enters AEW and there are a lot of fresh matchups. And to be honest with you, he seems to be really the only one super excited about it. Because the 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 fans, the fan response hasn't met with kind of like who he is. The demand isn't there to see a lot more things. We know they're going to do the Edge and Christian thing. It kind of low-key feels selfish now in a sense, saying like, I want to come into this company basically because I want to retire with my friend. Also, yeah. I would love to give back. You know what I'm saying? I would love to be there for the kids, but the kids everybody, fuck. Everybody want to help. Everybody want to give back. <laughs> it's not give a damn. There's some people who... Julia Hart is 19 years old. Julia Hart's only major probably run with Edge is probably the one that just happened. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, people still think that she's part of, like, Bret Hart's family, probably. <laughs> That's funny. Um... But I don't know. Edge is a the 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 running narrative now is that he's not a draw, which is pretty bad. I mean, he didn't bring any viewers to Collision either. The Collision, <laughs> Jesus Christ, the Collision rating, and and we not like ratings, uh, rating Rondas here. We we we're just talking about it because like we it, it, we have to kind of chronicle what's going on with this but collision doing like three 348k is 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 damning to that show i it, it has fallen off of a cliff since cm punk left and it wasn't really on it was hey was hanging on by the pinky onto the cliff before while he was there he didn't get down to 300k but i believe that's probably because he got exited before any of that actually happened? He got clipped, or he fought his way out, <laughs> which is which is good for him, to be honest with you, because they would have blamed. They were like the CM Punk guy, not a draw like he used to be. I'm sure Melter and Alvarez couldn't wait to do that shit. Yeah, now we sure. now we blame an Edge. <laughs> well, I mean, Melter is already like Edge ain't gonna change shit. I mean, he, he's, but I mean, but it's what we said too. Yeah, it's what we said too. I don't think it, it's a. Yeah, I don't think it's. This to me reads like Booker T going to Impact back in the day. I'm getting my check. <laughs> you know what Meltzer compared it to? He compared it to Foley going to going to Impact back in the day. I, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. I think I think Edge. I think Edge called Christian and Chris Jericho and a couple other people. And they told him, We get money over here. <laughs> <laughs> Come get you some. Because I just talked to TK. He's open to it. And I know your fee. Um, no, he's, he could. He could. He could. He'll give you the money. Don't worry. He gave, let me tell you what he gave Cesaro. <laughs> then you'll... Oh, <laughs> my stomach hurt. Think about what he gave Cesaro. <laughs> bro. And Claudio just be on Rampage. I'm like, bro, you could have you held out. <laughs> You gotta wait till this motherfucker was not the that that I want to see him starving or broke, but you gotta wait till this nigga was really wanted a job. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I, that's what happened to Ember Moon. To be honest with you, because Ember Moon did not get signed quickly after she left WWE. She was actually not on the radar, and then I think after a while, shit picked up, and they're like, okay, let's sign her. And now she's one of the biggest things. She's probably not getting paid as much as everybody else, but. Um, it is what it is, but yeah, the edge shit is is it's tragic. It's tragic. It is, Adam Copeland is sad. The Adam Cole shit is sad. Oh, Adam, Adam Cole. Page, Adam Page shit is sad too. 
Adam Adam Cole is out for the rest of the year. He had pins and 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 screws and a plate put in his ankle. That's nuts. I I, I looked at Kofi Kingston jumping off the top rope last week in the same instance, and his foot did not shatter in a million pieces. <laughs> but I but, I think it comes from having that. <clears throat> I uh, can, can I be like okay? And maybe we need to get like a nutritionist or somebody who works out here, right? Sure. But I would imagine that the fact that these people on AEW don't work often leads to these injuries, right? I feel like the only people that work weekly is like Mox. He's the only person that's actually kind of like working those muscles that need to be worked, actually getting out there, you know, kind of working out, doing the cardio, all of that stuff while while he's while he's out there. Like, do you think that plays a factor in it? Is like the the schedule? I'm not saying that like these people should be working like WWE schedule. I'm not. I'm, Clearly, I'm not saying that, but I'm like, Adam Cole doesn't really wrestle super often. And maybe yeah. that was a contributing factor. How many matches did he had this year? Like, like maybe 15? I don't, I don't know. No, it's, I mean, it's definitely possible. It's Brian, it used to happen with Brian, too. For a couple months after every big Brian match, he was getting injured. When you don't wrestle as much, your body isn't as warmed up as it used to be. That's why for Edge, he said... Um, which I don't know if it's a true or a lie at this point. I don't know. He's he a liar now. Harder. He a liar now. <laughs> I don't know. It was it was the same thing. I'll say that it was the same thing with Goldberg too. Even though Goldberg is a very extreme point, it takes your body a while to warm up, to get back in shape, to be able to do this. And if you're not doing it as consistently as others, you have to consistent. You're consistently getting cold and having to warm back up. Mm-hmm. And I think in an instance, Adam Cole might have been cold in this instance. I don't know. I mean, it's a freak accident. He wasn't the only one who's hurt his foot jumping off the stage, yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you. It's a freak accident. Um, but you got yeah. to think, like, there's got to be something a little bit to that. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's just so – it's he, he has been the purveyor of bad luck for uh, almost two years at this point. You know what I mean? Like, every time he's about to get that push, he gets hurt. And – you know, it, you have to think that it's like you keep putting the guy in these positions. It's like, d- does TK continue to to kind of push the story in that way? Because now a lot of people aren't talking about this, but like that MGF, MJF story is blown up now. Like they have to completely rewrite this whole thing because I think because yeah. I think in what I've heard is something that is not happening at that full gear show. <laughs> <laughs> it they should have saved that. <laughs> I don't know. At this point. <sighs> yeah, it's kind of the whole storyline that they banked on, the one great storyline that they have, the one shining moment, because I've been getting ads on Twitter. I had time to argue yesterday, so excuse me. If you saw my... You're like, why do you keep arguing with these people? I was like, I had time. I was yeah, cool. that, was, that was wild. <laughs> because they're just like, yo, this has a lot of great stories. And I'm like, bro, this there's just like one barely passable story. <laughs> This is the oldest story in wrestling. They're friends, and one's going to turn on each other, and that's going to be that. Um, but it'll be interesting to see where it goes. Listen, Adam Cole might come back, and MJF might not even be there anymore. <laughs> He's going to be there. I don't think MJF's leaving. Wow, watch this Watch this clip be used against me in a year, but I don't think he's leaving. <laughs> I see it as a possibility. I see how they're shaking and moving over there. Um, but do he... But do he see how they shake it and move over there? That's the question. Hey, man, you got the code man in there. You know what I'm saying? It's a. I think he should at least see. But hey, if he wants to stay in AEW and 
work the same guys he's worked with for the past number of years. Go ahead. Um, also, speaking of injuries, Kyle O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. It's a bad injury, man. Is uh he's recovering from his neck surgery, but then also got this other um issue where he lost essentially is that his, is that his heart monitor? <laughs> no, no, no. That's an iron going on in the background. Um he lost the feeling in his arm and pretty much had to buy a device, an electrical impulse device to pretty much shock his arm back into kind of thing. So He's going through it as well. I don't expect to see him back it pretty soon, nor do I. I wish he, I hope he's 100% if he does come back. Um, but that's crazy as well. So for then, Tuesday. Wait, wait, before we, before we, uh, before we go into Tuesday, gotta yeah. set the rumors. I just want to set the table for the rumors. Okay. I want to do this. Hashtag punk watch. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Forgot about him. So. There's been reports that CM Punk is <laughs> in talks with WWE for a return. Survivor Series, I assume, would be a good date. I wouldn't, if he doesn't show up, I also wouldn't be surprised. Um, but I think, would you like just quick thoughts? Because we'll head into Super Tuesday. Quick thoughts. Like, what do you foresee? And then there's there's the rumors of like he's got to make up with the big dogs. They don't really fuck with him over there. Over here. I think that's know, WWE. I think that part's cat. In fact, I've heard it's you cat. Mm, okay. You thought when he came back during the summer, he made up with all the big dogs? <laughs> yeah, I think he did. I mean, we heard he did. You know what I mean? And I, I Listen, let's play. Let's do it. Let's see what happens. CM Punk WWE. It could change up a lot leading into WrestleMania, to be honest with you. But I think he needs this as much as anybody to revitalize his uh his um reputation in the yeah. wrestling business. So Yeah, I let's let's play. Let, let's do it. But we'll uh, see how it goes. I'm sure we'll hear bigger news when he eventually does sign. <laughs> yeah, I I, I mean Think of the year that WWE could have if he comes back, even if just in a limited capacity, which is what I'm probably will probably be. Uh, probably no Saudi, but probably the Big Five. Um, just think about how I mean, back in WWE 2K, that alone it would be the best selling wrestling game that that had of of the past ten years, mm-hmm. in my opinion. If he's back in the game, um, 2K. Uh, the partnerships they could have, the partnerships that they would be open to doing now that he's back. You know what I mean? Just the collaborations he could do, the press that he could do. That you know, he would he'd have to work for sure. He would be working. He he would he would you know not only just kiss in the ring, but being the company guy would be would be the thing. And what interests me about the CM Punk return meals is that first promo and in, in those interviews subsequently after when he has to explain why he came back. And explain what the situation was. I think that to me is more interesting than whatever match that he could have. Yeah, he's got a. <laughs> if they're saying you left pro wrestling 15 years ago, and then you have to kind of like show back up, <laughs> be like, damn, I did say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
it'll be interesting to see how it does, but they'll make it happen. WWE is interesting in making the moment. They make the moment as big as possible. When the stars align, we'll be ready and we'll be cheering. And everyone will be like, oh my God, he's back again. And uh, they'll ask Tony about it at the scrub. And Tony will say, well, you know, I wish him the best. You know, sad it couldn't work out here. Well, he's but, not going to say that. He's not going to say anything. He's going to say, I don't know. <laughs> wow. It looks crazy. He's not going to call him like a bald asshole. It's That's what great. he's going to do. It's great. Anyway, uh, but, but I mean, again, like, it 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 is it is something where, you know, everyone comes back. You know what I'm saying? Like like everyone, every single person comes back, and a, a, a huge get for for Triple H and Nick Khan's regime. Vince didn't want to do it, or wasn't able to do it during his time there, or wasn't able to mend those fences. And and if Triple H and Nick Khan were able to do that, then think about that, Mills. Like like what a first. What a first kind of two years, you know what I mean? Like they say they judge you in like your first, you know, your, your first two years or whatever of, 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 you know, what you're doing. And they're bringing in more money and, and, and signing big time talent like Jay Cargill. Like if they were able to get a get Cody, Jade, uh, Punk, um, you know, all these people within a year and take, you know, all of them away from AEW and, and do all these the, or break all these records and, and have all these big shows. That's huge. You know what I mean? I, I'm just interested in, again, how Punk is going to explain this because he was standing on business. <laughs> he was standing on motherfucking business about WWE, and now I want to see what, what changed. So, um, yeah, I, I let's play. Let's let's see what happens. Let's see how they explain this. I agree. I agree. So this this tonight, rather, when we're recording this for for patrons, and uh, when you're hearing this tomorrow, uh, it will have already happened. Uh, NXT and AEW are going head to head for the first time in quite some time, and uh, you know it, it, a lot has been made of it. So basically, what's happening is NXT is actually or, or NXT staying on the same date, but but AEW has to move because it's being preempted by is it MLB? Yeah, I think so. I'll be honest, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't, but, I don't know why either, but... Um, hockey, baseball, pickleball, some shit. Hockey's done, so it had to be it have to be basketball or MLB. One of those. One nah, of those it's games. not basketball. Basketball's in preseason. So probably MLB. I mean, they, I would preempt shit for MLB. I'm just, I just asked the Discord. So uh, AEW is moving to Tuesday for one... Oh, yeah, it's MLB. Because um, it, it's the playoffs. But uh, what is happening there is they're moving over to NXT's night and it's becoming Title Tuesday. And, and the timeline of this meals is, again, take it or take it or leave it because people are, are being obtuse either way on both sides here, right? AEW moves, they name it Title Tuesday and they put Edge's first match back on this Tuesday. Okay, or not for let me let me just first match in 90 days. <laughs> we just be I mean, first match in AEW. How about that? His AEW debut. Yeah, sure. We just saw him, by the way. We, we, we literally just, he faced a bigger giant or more mobile old guy. Um, also old. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, it is what it is. So they put these matches on the show. And, and WWE says, oh, we're, well, Cena's going to be on the show. Asuka's going to be on the show. And Cody's going to be on the show. And, and AEW says, bet. Well, we're going to put Brian Danielson on the show as well. And we're going to put, we're going to do all these things on the show. 
And then, then they're like, all right, bet. Well, uh, we're going to make a commercial and we're going to put the Undertaker gong at the end just to let you guys know that we got the nuclear button <laughs> right here. And they said, nah, fuck that shit. Uh, fuck y'all diggers. And then WWE said, all right, bet. Well, we're going to do the first 30 minutes uninterrupted. And then AW says, well, fuck it. We're going to do a long ass overrun. Even though NXT already does long ass overruns, we're going to do it too. So they, they said, all right, fuck it. Then we're going to do 30 minutes. Well, Tony said, hey, can I please, pretty please get 30 minutes uninterrupted? And then WB said, all right, bet you can you can do it. I don't know why you want to do this, but fine. Sure, you can do it. So now you're looking at two shows that will be running from 8 o'clock to, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, AW, I, was actually, about to, I was about to tell you. AW has a pre-show, by the way, that starts at 7.30 on YouTube. And it's going to have Minoru Suzuki versus um eddie kingston which i mean has he ever been a draw in any sense but whatever uh, and i hey, guess people uh, draw on youtube <laughs> i guess people will be looking at oh we're the 10 15,000 people are watching that's already 15,000 more than nxt <laughs> i'm just like wait it's 7 30 but whatever uh so they're gonna <laughs> i'm eating at 7 30 i don't know about the rest of these things <laughs> so that they're going to do that and then so you're looking at uh now you're looking at nearly three hours of wrestling tonight uh, uh, the night after three hours of wrestling this is my kind of petty uh oh it's not it's not over it's not over oh okay it's not over and then tony khan starts going online and is like well replying to people gifts of people dissing vince mcmahon dissing hunter dissing sean Doing all this, they're like, "Oh man, he petty, bro. He he the pettiest." But the fan, AEW fans are loving it. They're like, "Yeah, that's just my, it's my fucking guy." <laughs> they forgot that the TV's been terrible. <laughs> like, here's my thing, though. It doesn't even seem like they care. I was arguing with someone who like AEW, and he's like, "The TV's awesome." I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about, bro?" Bro, QAnon, bro. The, the picture, the, the picture of Ricky Stocks right there. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up a championship to nobody. Are you feeling? <laughs> might as well have been the PC, bro. I mean, they run in a house that's that has about uh, that many people in there as the PC tonight. Whole shows be dark. Rampage be dark as hell. It'd be just crowding everybody in the front like it's a fucking picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so again, you know, we we're standing here at the at the precipice of another head to head. What do you feel about what do you feel about uh, AEW's kind of stance here? I saw somebody say that you know AEW's working off house money because if they lose, they could just say WWE uh, over overshadowed them with the, with their star power. Which yeah. I, I have I have, a, I have an opinion on that as well. If they win, then they toppled them again. They did it again. And and honestly, I feel like it's not really that way. I feel like it's like. It's lose lose in any sense of the way. I don't think they really have house money in, in in any side here. Like if they lose this, it's because they tried to bang on them on their night and lost. Like there's no, I, I don't think there's any goalposts moving there. And if they win, you had to load up a show to beat the least watched show on their on of all of their shows. I think the counter programming thing is just gonna happen, and it, it, it's just what you do. These are two entities who are in competition with each other. And I would say NXT is more in competition with AEW than AEW would be in competition competition with Raw and or SmackDown. Because if SmackDown moved to Tuesday night, it would beat the shit out of AEW. If SmackDown moved to Wednesday night, it would beat the shit out of AEW. Um, And it would do so on a weekly basis. 
However, with NXT, they have a little bit more of a chance. I personally I have a couple of things to kind of say about this, but from the AEW standpoint, um, <laughs> good luck, man. I think uh, I think you can't make up for weeks upon weeks of bad television and declining viewers and declining audience things with one night. Mm-hmm. I think we've sh- we've been seen. And to be honest with you, you see it literally across the pond with NXT. A lot of people wrote off NXT in 2021. A lot. People who love black and gold, people who love that kind of competition, fake love. It was AEW fans who fake love. The only reason they love them is because Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa was there, like indie wrestlers. And WWE said, we're going to reboot the brand. We're going to feature a lot more developmental talent, and we're going to build them up so they can be the next stars of tomorrow. And everyone looked at it and said, (laughs) P-U. And two years later, the development, the process, (laughs) they stayed true to the process. They stayed true to development. And while they do feature a lot of main roster talent, it's the talent of the – It's people stay for the show. Mm Mm-hmm. Becky Lynch is only on one, two segments of the show. Dominic Mysterio is in one match of the show. But there are about six other, seven other segments on the show which people stay con- tuned into. Because ro- they don't do, NXT don't do that skiing shit that fucking AEW does when they, when they start at 900 and then end at 750. Like, they don't do that shit. Um, it's proof that the development and the characters and everything works. People you know, gravitating towards Trick Williams, people gravitating towards Braun Breaker's new thing, even Von Wagner. Von yeah. Wagner was on the first episode of 2.0. It was like, who the fuck is this guy? We said that, people, to be fair, we said the same about Braun Breaker. <laughs> yes. But people are in love with him now. And it's a testament to like developing these characters and building them over time, which AEW hasn't done. I don't want to hear about Tony Storm. Tony Storm has a character, but there's nothing going on. Like there's, she doesn't do anything on the show. She they lives in her know. own universe. This is what you lambasted Cody for. <laughs> yeah, and you're and you're gonna you're about to do the same thing to Edge in like two in like two months. Oof. Like she doesn't do anything. She doesn't affect anything on the show. People just like people just like gimmicks. And to be honest with you, if you like gimmicks, you probably should have spent more time with NXT <laughs> because they got the boatload of them. Um, yeah, I, I, loading I, up I, the shows. Yeah, go ahead. I, I th- and, and I think on the other end, on the NXT side, it, it is it is quite clear that they have the hot hand and they're a hot brand right now. It is a younger brand, which let's just be clear, like that that is what the what that was what the argument was. Remember years ago, WWE so old. You have the youngest brand here. It is a bunch of Gen Zs and millennials on that on that show. It feels fresher. Um, it feels more, you know, in line with like what a lot of people really like from wrestling, and that's the character work. It's a lot of character work, and you get to see these people kind of develop that. Develop that. Like honestly, Tony Storm's character would probably do gangbusters on NXT 2.0 or 3.0, whatever the fuck it's on right now. They, they would do gangbusters there. Like she would be one of the top female stars on that show, one of the top stars. Period. If she had that character, because they would develop that a lot more, and they would have something for her to do, other than people just loving her 
getting like adding parts to her persona every single week because they remember that she she's on there. But um, I th- I think that with NXT, what they needed was someone to actually bring eyes to the product, and you get Becky Lynch to do that. I think that she has been an, an incredible advantage to that show, being the champion on that show. Then you have let's be clear, Judgment Day need a lot of a lot of fucking um a lot of recognition for what they did for NXT, especially Dom Mysterio. If he's on the show tonight, I think that they will win. I think that if either of those two are on the show tonight, uh, Meals, I think they're going to win. Let's be clear. Like, Don, Don Mysterio brings ratings yeah. in. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think the Judgment Day are on NXT. They are going to win tonight. That is the, that is the key. I, I, fuck Cena. Fuck all of them. Judgment Day needs to be on that, on that, on that show. Um, and, and again, this is a hotter show that has, that has given people a reason to be invested in it in a way that Dynamite just has not. Let's just be real. Like people are invested in NXT. And I think what's interesting with this show and be clear, we don't know everything that's going to happen tonight. The only thing that has been announced is the Roxanne and Asuka match, uh, Cena being in Carmelo Hayes corner, Heyman being in Braun Breaker's corner for their match, uh, Cody announcing something. And that's all we know. That is literally all we know. And I, I, I think that they have the opportunity to surprise people with things by keeping them, you know, invested with surprises, with people showing up, with old NXT folk showing up. You know what I mean? I, I, I think that this is this is going to be super interesting. I mean, on the other end, on Dynamite Mills, you, you do have Brian versus Swerve. I think this is a first time match. Um, you've got obviously Edge and Luchasaurus, which we talked about. Uh, but then after that, it kind of peters off for me. I, I think that these are not all strong matches. I mean, you got Hangman Page, I think, is working a match as well. Um, but but again, these are people that they've shown no interest in developing or actually getting pe- giving people a reason to care. So I, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know how, how that's going to shake out. But, I mean, AEW fans are, are, are a resilient bunch. <sighs> I'm looking forward to seeing what this kind of it's a it's a good it's a good benchmark. Granted, there are a lot of main roster stars on it, but it's also listen, we've talked about this all the time. WWE could do this whenever they wanted. <laughs> like, yeah, it ain't fair. They could really do this whenever they wanted to. They could do it next Tuesday. I kind of low-key feel like Undertaker will be involved with Halloween Havoc. <laughs> oh! That's I why. That. Yeah, I thought he was going to be involved with ha- Halloween Havoc, and this was going to be the introduction to it for the next two weeks. Um, especially since next week is going to be taped. They can do a couple things over the next two weeks. Um that's it. That's a, actually a really good point, Mills. That's that's a good. Yeah. you're right. Yeah, I thought he was going to be introduced there, so that's why they're going to introduce him. But, but again, it's it's the forward thinking thing of AEW. What does uh, what does Brian versus Swerve for the number one contendership for the TNT title do for Christian, who's currently in a feud with Edge, <laughs> and is the <laughs> TNT champion? Uh, I, I, what is I, Hangman Page versus? I mean, it's a great match. Hangman Page versus uh, Jay White. Like great match on paper, but no I don't know Jay White. Nobody. Yeah, and then White. also, kind of where are we going with Hangman Page? And also, Hangman Page is one third of ROH six man tag team champion. <laughs> so, like, what about that? I don't know. It's a when when we when I say the creative for AEW is kind of like all over the place. It's not just because I think it's whack, even though I do. 
um, is because they're not consistent with the things that they do at all. And they don't reward you for being a longtime fan. They don't reward you. The only person you've been rewarded with if you were an MJF fan from the beginning. Yeah. But realistically, like, you look at everybody, Sammy Guevara, we're still spinning wheels with that one. Darby Allen still killing himself. He's not going to last for a long time. Don't even bother getting invested in that. Like, uh, uh, Orange Cassidy is now teaming up with Hook for the tag team t- and tag team shits on Rampage. Like, what's the what's the point? Like, what's the point of sitting down? I think that's the reason why. I mean, people are going to blame DVR issues and sound issues and all the other shit that happened on Dynamite last week. But like, realistically, no. <laughs> it should have been bigger if Edge was there. <laughs> Yeah, it affected nothing. That, that shit affected nothing. Like, it, it, it's going to do what it's going to do. I, I believe the show is still going to fucking turn on at the same time anyway. It I just, agree. Just ridiculous. But, um, hey, man, Meals, we got to go over to Patreon to talk about our shows. Talk about Raw and SmackDown. Absolutely. So let's do it. So we, uh, we, we, of course, we announced this a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we're going to be doing a weekly show reports on our Patreon. Uh, so, you know, a lot of people love our show reviews and we get to get kind of a little bit more in depth with that. So uh, for everyone that's listening, thank you guys for listening. And uh, of course, we're going to we're going to go over to Patreon and talk about our shows. But until next week, thank you guys for, for listening to the for, to the A show and the public episode. Um, and I want to let you guys know we're going to be talking all about what happened on, on this monumental Tuesday uh, next week. And we'll also be talking about what's coming down the pipe for uh, for WWE, including Crown Jewel. And everything else that's coming out of that, of course, there'll probably be more matches announced as they start to kind of make the push towards that and Survivor Series. Again, Mills, a two-month, a, a, a two-pay-per-view month that we're coming up with. You know, they always struggle with these. They always do. And I, I feel like I'm scared about next month. We'll see what happens at this point. There's nothing else. All they got to do is show us at this point. So <laughs> uh, it is what it is. Uh, but they already have a big marquee match, so we'll see what happens there or what comes out of that. So thank you guys for listening to the A Show. Uh, for Meals, I'm Justin, and we're going to go over to Patreon. We'll see you guys next week.